You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, let's Stumpy. talk some Stetson Bennett the fourth. Excellent, excellent cold open. Uh, that was not at all forced. Uh, all right, let's go. Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A decimation version of the Touchline Media Group because, well, <laughs> you saw it. I'm your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire sides to put in, Paramount Plus, and Swoveralls. We're not going away. I promise you, we're not going away. We are going to tweet at you until you sponsor us. That's the way this works. Um, we are joined by the incomparable, the, uh, I, you know, I, I had a list of adjectives that I was going to use and then I forgot them because I had other shit going on, but, uh, we're, we're joined by Michael Felder, who is the, uh, the name in understanding football. So, uh, we are here to understand what happened. Uh, before, before I introduce Michael, dear listener, we scheduled this before the game. We thought that this was (laughs) going to be a, uh, what happened and why, um, it was not that. So, uh, Elder, uh, do you want, do you want to talk eggs? I, I, I don't, I don't really know what else to, uh, to say about that game. I mean, listen, I, listen, if you want to talk eggs, I can talk eggs. My buddy, Stephen Hartzell, um, I'm actually at six, at six fifteen. I've got to talk to him about the same thing. And he literally wrote in the doc 65 to seven. I don't really know what else to say. So <laughs> like you're, you're not alone. Like, it's, you're you're not alone. This is this was a listen. It was a massacre. There, there's no other way to say it. Absolutely, they. Um, and you know what? I think I think there's a lot. I think actually that's wrong. I think there's a lot to say. I think there's a lot to talk about with this game, and I think there's a lot of things to point out with this game. And everyone's going to get bogged down with the score. But the reality of it is, at least to me, we got to see kind of the evolution of a team. We got to see a, the growth of a team. We got to see. 
uh, uh, and we got to see the future of a team, which is something that I really, really liked. Was the future, yeah. and that's that's the part that should be scary to people, right, Greg? Yeah, Branson Robinson. Uh, yeah, like when you put in the when you put up the backups and you're trying to take the foot off the gas, and you end up just pouring gasoline on the fire, that doesn't portend well for anybody else next year. Yeah, uh, I mean Schmel Mondin, you throw in um, like it was really cool to see Robert Beal transfer. Like he's leaving as a guy who we wanted so much from, from a recruiting standpoint, but then also you get to see Bear Alexander, Michael Williams, and you're like, whoa, uh-oh. So so yeah. I'll admit to, to not watching a ton of Georgia this year just because I, I found in, in my enjoyment of college football, um, Georgia doesn't help with, like, the things that I love about college football because they, they very rarely um, make mistakes. And one of the things I love about college football is, like, why was that person 30 yards wide open? Granted, right. they did that to TCU last night. Yes, a they did. Times. Um, but but what was sc- what was scary to me is that like I I follow recruiting. I know who the players are. I know who's coming up. Whatever. Right. But like sometimes you forget that a player was in this class. Bear Bear yeah. Alexander, in my mind, was like, oh, he's you know he's probably like a redshirt sophomore by now. That's why he's so disruptive. And then it was like, nope, no, he is not. No, yeah. he yeah. he is he is just that age um yep and but but i'll i'll say this like so after after the game um so i i I actually had to uh to coach in the second half so i i I planned to record the second half watch it when i got home um that yeah that plan went out to the window i did end up watching it but like i i texted my brother and and like it was like uh i don't know if you felder i don't know if you i know greg does but like uh D2, the Mighty Ducks, after they lose to Iceland, where Gordon Bombay is just in the locker room. He just sets, keeps saying 12 to 1. Yep. And like yeah. that, that's what I kept sending to my brother, like 65 to 7. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the crazy thing was... is, TCU's not bad. No, they're not. They, deserve, what... they deserve to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I made like a joke. And, and I, I guess like in retrospect, it probably wasn't taken as a joke, um, but like I made a joke on Twitter la- uh, last night, like for those of you who are bored by, by this game, blame Michigan for not taking TCU seriously in the first half. Um, what was Michigan, Michigan going to do? But that was, that was sort of like the second part of the joke is that they would have been doing the same thing. Right. Like it, it's, it's not like Georgia would have been like, oh no, uh, a four, two, five, what, whatever are we going to do? Yeah, like, yeah. It, like, like worse quarterback than than TCU, less ambition than TCU in terms of what they do down the field vertically. Sure, probably a better. I don't know. Their offensive line didn't look better against TCU. They gave sure up thirteen did. tackles for loss. So, like, what were they going to do? Right, Michigan's less creative offensively as well. Like TCU Bingo. at least has can can you know mix up some bullshit, which was actually the part that was. I mean, Very I honestly thought, yeah, I thought this game was going to be a lot closer. But the thing that was most interesting to me was the fact that it seemed like as soon as the ball was snapped, Duggan was run, running for his life. And uh, as a quarterback that was like kind of like built his reputation on bullshit running, it was just amazing that he had absolutely like no time to think or do anything. It was just like snap, got to go now. I mean, that's what happens when you've got Jalen Carter, J- J- a semi-healthy Jalen Carter being far and away the best defensive line 
player that you're going to play all year. And that includes Mike Morris. That includes Maisie Smith. Like there, there's just levels to this. And like, I, I'm someone who supports a team that has never been on the right side of the blue chip ratio. So like, right. I, I try to pretend that it doesn't exist. This is why it exists. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just the way that it, that it is. But I, yeah. I, I'll say this about TCU is that like the moment that I knew this game was sort of over and, and, you know, you never know, but like, you're sort of like, well, that's a problem is okay. um, Quintez Johnson didn't get the ball. I think if I recall correctly, he didn't touch the ball in the first two drives. Right. And I was like, and I remember watching it and I like, he, he, he had one catch, I think for like three yards in that game. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, that was the game. The game was, can Georgia is, is if Georgia shadows him with Ringo, then can, can TCU do something else? And if they don't, what's that going to look like? And the answer was, uh, Bullard is good also, it turns out. Bingo. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Get in there. Go ahead, Greg. Get in there. I know you you oh, you, no. you gave me the you gave I'm, me the, I'm sorry, I was gonna say yeah. get in there. Darius Davis, I mean the, the only time that there was anything yeah, like Asa said, Quentin got one catch for three yards, and then Darius Davis on that wide open one, but that was you know, that was like the only thing, and that was a complete bust by Georgia and everything else. It, it, it was people that like want to high schoolers on the defense need to watch this game film because it was just such perfect execution from every level from Georgia, except for like one play that it was, it, I, I watched all of it mainly so that I would know what to talk about on this podcast, <laughs> but like how many people realistically watch the entirety of that game that aren't either paid to do so or like our Georgia fans or have had money on the line. Like that game was over in the first quarter. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that the first quarter, four minutes, 45 seconds. That's what I have in my notes, four minutes and 45 seconds. That's when TCU scored. And then yep. Georgia decided, Hey, we're, no. we're done messing around. Not today. Not you fat Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. And so it was just one of those things where, I mean, we're talking about 32 first downs versus nine first downs. We're talking about, you know, two, two for 11 um, third down conversions versus nine for 13. We're talking about Stetson Bennett. I wrote them down. We're talking about a, a team that had 27 plays of over 10 yards. That's insane. 27 yes. plays of over 10 yards is nuts. It's that's a, that's a good month. Like a lot of teams it's it's when you think about it and like I think sometimes like people people can can get lost in like the per play stuff right because you don't you don't think about how many plays right right you a a, a slow team a slow ish team will 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 snap the ball what like 65 times 70 yeah 60 times a game 65 yeah yeah half half of those plays were first downs and that doesn't include scoring from 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 the goal line or the red zone you know right. two three four times like the 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 crazy thing about this game at least from my perspective is you look at at Georgia and Georgia has the thing that Alabama used to have a little bit where sometimes you like you forget how good players are because they're within a system like right. I remember I remember watching uh I don't remember it was it was one of one of the Bama running backs probably probably Henry Mm-hmm. Um, because that would have been the, the, the playoff year, the 2015 playoff year. Right. And I remember thinking, like, having the thought, like, is this Trent Richardson or is he actually a kaiju? And the answer was kaiju. But, like, right. with Georgia, like, it's like, sometimes you forget that, like, they have a unique tight end. 
And it's not the one who's the best tight end in college football. It's the other one. And yeah. that's, that's insane. Like Michigan, Michigan is always, you know, Harbaugh is like, oh, tight They've ends. They've got tight three ends, really ends. good tight ends there. Right. Michigan yeah. has three. Michigan has Brock really good tight ends, Bauer, and it's not close with Georgia. Brock had a quiet seven for 152 in a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> like, Lad McConkie, I can never get over Lad McConkie, but, like, he was five for 88 for two touchdowns, and he was, you know, the, the better tight end for the game. Like, I can't, I can't even fathom saying quiet seven for 152 in a touchdown. That's insane. Well, yep. Bowers, Bowers is interesting to me because, like, it's very rare you – you get to see a quarterback like this in control, but like Stetson did have to move around. He did have to make plays. Like this wasn't, this wasn't like a, a pitch and catch game. He did have to right. make plays, but anytime I saw the play break down, it's like, okay, where's 19. And even if it wasn't open, he just was like, he's there. And I'm not doing right. like a, Oh, well, 19's down there somewhere. Chuck it up. No, no, no. It was like, okay, I know where he is. That's where I know I'm where going. I know where he's going to be open. I know and I understand the windows that they're going to give to me. And that was the cool thing for me was watching. It was there was a third and fifteen, and, and that's what he, I was thinking of. He gets through his thing, and then he's like, "Oh, he's going to be here, and I got a space, and I'm going to hit it." And he hits it, and it's it's, it's good. Listen, Stetson Bennett like deserves all the credit in the world. I put in the newsletter like he he deserves it. Like this guy got everything done, and he completed plays from distance. I was doing um, field of 12. I was doing a watch through with everyone with, with Christian Hackenberg and we're literally doing the show, me and the producers and we're doing the show and truly they do a, they show a zone read with Kenny McIntosh. Cause I thought Kenny McIntosh was going to end up being the MVP this, uh, of the game and they show a zone read and TCU just doesn't, they slag off of, of, of Stetson Bennett. And I go, Oh, they better pay attention to that because he will run. And then yeah. the next the next play, he runs twenty one yards for a touchdown, and everyone that's in like our little chat is like, "How did you know that?" And I was like, "Because I watched this team play. I know what he can do." <laughs> was that the, was, was that the bootleg to the left? No, it was the first touchdown. It, it the zone the first read touchdown. to the left. Oh, okay. The zone to, the zone read to the left, where it's just like, oh yeah, we're just of course. If you're not going to pay attention to me, like I'm, I'm going to make. I'll go. And, yeah. And it was great. It's, it's and and the we noticed that I I at least noticed that last year. Like he's not slow. He's 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 an no. okay-ish like athlete for, for this level. He's, I mean, he's been not, a good athlete for a long time. This guy, like I remember seeing him in 2016 when I was in Dallas and when I was in Houston and watching this guy like wearing his little like People, you know why they call him the mailman, right? Right. Yeah. The the U.S. Postal Service hat, right? Yeah. The U.S. Postal yeah. Service hat. Like I remember watching him wear that and run around, and it was like him, Sam Ellinger, Chris Robinson. They were like battling it out, and he just couldn't get over the hump. But at the end of the day, like I was like, this kid can play. Like I've got. They're in the closet over here. I got notes about Stetson Bennett from 2016. Like this dude can play. He's going to be good. I thought he was going to be a little bit more Tanner Morgan, but guess what? When you end up in Georgia, being Tanner Morgan works pretty well. Tanner yeah. Tanner Morgan's life is ruined by the fact that he didn't walk on at Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Tanner yeah. Morgan wishes he has the talent to surround him that Stetson does. Although, yeah. shout out to to Tanner Morgan. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, like someone tweeted PFF. out PFFs. Like PFF yes. was like the third best team in the country or fourth best team in the country was Minnesota. And the fifth best was air force. Yep. 
at so, I guess taking snaps. I don't know. Felder, I, so Felder, this is a this is a very cliched question right now. But yeah. where do you see Stetson going in in the NFL? Because before last night, I was pretty convinced he's like a 15 year NFL backup. Like he's talented enough to get people to roster him, but I, I didn't think he was necessarily talented enough to really push a starter. But I don't know if it's just the system that he was playing in last night, but he just everything looks so crisp. His balls look like they're straight lines. They've got plenty yeah, of tell power me what his balls look like. like yeah, what do his <laughs> balls look like, Greg? Uh, Were they well, smooth? Some, no, no, there's some hair. Smooth uh, as eggs. Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I realistically, honestly, I think that he is. Listen, if Mac Jones can play in the NFL, I think that depending on on team, absolutely he can he can fit into the NFL. Uh, this is a guy that here's the thing, and this is something this is something I worried about, and I'll go I'll go a little back, but I worried about it with Trevor Lawrence how he would fit into that Clemson locker room, and then he came in and he was an alpha dog, and he made it work. Stetson fits into that locker room; he's an alpha dog. He don't play around, and I think Mac Jones has that same quality. Hunter Johnson, a guy who transferred from Clemson to Northwestern and then back to Clemson, I don't think he has that. So I think that that's the difference. Hunter Johnson is infinitely more talented talented than oh, yeah. Stetson Bennett. He was he was uh he was the number one quarterback recruit in the country coming out right. of Indiana. And he gone back to Clemson. That's amazing. Yes, he, he went back masters. to Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> but like the thing for me is, I think Stetson. If you can, if you can, there's and that's something that people don't realize. Like I played football with TJ Yates. TJ is another he's an alpha dog like tj is a guy that steps in and he owns the situation and he takes control he got the houston texans their first ever playoff win and it's one of those things where fitting into a locker room and there's this delicate massaging of the situation where stetson's not let's let's say the packers draft him right he's not going to scare aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he might just because yeah, I yeah. think he, yeah he, like he might like believe in modern medicine or you know <laughs> I, 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 sure I, good point good point that's a good point if anything if vaccines scare you I think Stetson Bennett might put a little bit of a charge in you <laughs> okay here you know what if if the Chiefs pick him he's not going to scare Mahomes there you go. I think that was fair yeah but at the same on one. but he's going to learn he's going to absorb all this information and when he has to go into the game guess what. You don't feel bad about putting him in. You're just going to make it work. What? What is the guy? Uh, Henneke, right? Is it Henneke? Heineke? Taylor, Heine- Taylor Henneke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tyler, yeah, Taylor Henneke. Like, he, he didn't scare anybody. It just was like, when I have to go in the game, I can do it. I've done this yep. all the time. And it just is one of those things where I think that's where he fits into the NFL. And I agree with you, Greg. I think this is a guy that, like, he can be like Charlie Whitehurst, right? Like, like. Football mine was a fit, mine's Fritz Patrick is like he's not going to yeah. necessarily scare anybody, but when he needs to go in, you know he can get the job done. And mm-hmm. I think he's like that perfect level between like yeah, he's a dog that can control everything, but he's not necessarily talented enough to take the to get over yeah. the hump. Great so job. he's the guy you want just holding the clipboard for the next fifteen, ten, fifteen years, absorbing everything, and but he's not like as super special in theory, at least, because I do think he's super special, but in theory, clearly, obviously, but he's not as super special in theory as somebody who's like, Oh, we could just get this guy in the game. He's our savior. They're like, no, 
Dude, oh, <laughs> don't don't do that to me. Well, the other thing about Stetson is that I think I think his history oh, kind goodness. of portends portends well to back up too, because yeah. you know, like he always believed in himself. So, but he wasn't the starter at Georgia, and he had to go to the JUCO in Mississippi Juco. and everything. So he's got he's got the mentality to not necessarily need to be the guy, but to always be ready to go. And also, right. an important thing about Stetson that people like sometimes forget, and like, look. Kirby was smart enough not to do what ultimately he wanted to do, but like he brought in every possible person to take Stetson Bennett's job. He brought Vander in Drift. JT Daniels, Jamie Vander Newman, Drift, Jamie Newman, like all like in listen, but we're also listen. I don't know how I'm still on the fence about the amount of credit I'm giving Kirby smart. Yeah. Because right now, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is a guy that he, he wouldn't tried. let play quarterback. And and I, I said it at the time is that yeah, but like, the Bears also don't want to let him take quarterback that's, apparently. So. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But like what I said about Kirby at the time, and I I sort of hold to it now is that like he has one of two options as as a quarterback evaluator: either yeah. he's racist or he's really bad at evaluating quarterbacks. It's one of the two because well, I I think the second might be a part of the first though. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I think that he looked at Justin Fields and he looked at who, what, what was it? Jake Fromm was it Jake there? Fromm. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe it's. it's here's what I'm going to say. Of, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say. I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say racist. I'm going to say, I think he has a type of quarterback that he understands, and a type of quarterback he doesn't know what to do with, and that quarterback happens to be black. Yeah. And I think I, that's. I think that's the issue here. It's the same as like. I don't know. I honestly don't know what Kirby Smart would do with Christian McCaffrey. I have no idea what he would do with Christian McCaffrey. Line him up under center. Like I look. No, I'm saying like Christian. Like I don't know. Like if Christian McCaffrey was on this team, like is he a slot receiver instead of playing running back, which is where he should be? Yeah. No, I don't. I think he's. I think he's got boxes that he puts. And here's the reality. I don't know if you guys know this, but Nick Saban started it. Well, Bill Belichick's Bel- – actually, Bill Parcells started it, which trickled down to Belichick, which trickled down to Nick Saban, obviously trickles down to Nick Saban. But they have physical, like, requirements for each position. Mel Tucker does this. It's a huge it, – it's becoming Mel, a and huge – Mel Tucker yeah, got it from – From Saban, who got it from, so on and so forth. Yeah. They have physical oh, requirements tree, for each so. position. Yeah, that whole tree. They have physical requirements <laughs> for each position – and when you don't fit into that box, the only guy that's been in that kind of tree is Will Muschamp. He's the only one that's kind of veered out of that. How'd that work out for him? Yeah. Not great. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Um, although I, I I would say that that out of like necessity, I, although no, I guess D'Antonio is more the trestle tree than the Saban tree. He's more trestle. Yeah. He's yeah. Trestle. He's more yeah. trestle. Um, right. Trestle just wants the best players and they want to grind you into dust. And make make everybody miserable with the entire yeah. experience. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Everyone's going to hate this, and <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it. But maybe we'll win. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I do miss D'Antonio, but not that part of it. Um, <laughs> don't lie to us. Uh, like I, I don't know. Like you grow up. Like again, like you grow up with Saban as the first head coach that like was really part of your program. Mm-hmm. You have some messed up views about what football should be. Like not not, Jer- not Jerry Donardo. Uh no. No, my because okay. the, the the first coach that I really paid attention to was 
was Saban? Michigan State Saban. Like the, the nice. first game, the first game I ever went to was a uh, 1998 Michigan State versus Notre Dame. Uh, Julian Peterson had like six sacks in the first half. It was a nice. very weird game. Yeah, Anyways, yep. I uh, my first one was Saban too, and I didn't realize it until afterwards because I worked backwards from Bobby Williams to realize I watched the entirety of that season. I was like, oh yeah, I actually did. I did watch Saban at Michigan State. Bobby Bobby Williams has five rings as a coordinator. I'm just saying. Yeah. Special teams coordinator, but <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he should stay as a coordinator then. Um, but I, I think like the the just to sort of put a bow on this because I think that there's there's only so much you can say is that I don't want this game to mess with people's memory of TCU, and I think no. that we 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 as like I, I try really hard not to do this, but like it's really hard for a lot of people like narrative wise not to think like. Oh well, TCU shouldn't have been here, and this and and they weren't right. Like you can like go backwards with like all of the teams who made it to a semifinal and then got smacked, and we knew they were going to get smacked. But I think TCU TCU had a special season, and it sort yeah. of it sort of makes you wonder like, is this a model that can be replicated elsewhere? Special quarterback, special wide receiver, weird ish defense that makes you play left handed. I. I yeah, no, I think I think you're right. So here's the thing. One, TCU deserves their propers. Absolutely. I love this team. They yeah. are – they're the only team that has three different Hodge Hodges and Hodges Tomlinsons. Like, that's <laughs> what? <laughs> Unbelievable. But, no, and Max Duggan I, – I, I still think that Max Duggan's effort in the uh, Big 12 championship game was – this right. guy was will, – he's willing to bleed. Like, he want, yeah. he he's going to give you everything he's got. I love it. Um, I, I think that it's not just Quentin, Quentin Johnston, but also Savion Williams. And then you throw in Darius Davis and Tay Barber, and they just couldn't get those guys going. Honestly, my biggest takeaway, Michigan, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, in fairness, they also don't know the answer to that question right now. So. Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Jim, I, it's it's funny. Like, so um, I don't know if you know uh, Nick Baumgartner from the Athletic. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had he's he's like going slowly insane with the Michigan fan base because he keeps mm-hmm. reporting things that everybody knows is true, which is Harbaugh would cut off his left hand to go back to the NFL. The Panthers already. I listen. I live in Charlotte. The Panthers called him, or excuse oh, me, Panthers. his his agents <laughs> called the Panthers to call there you him. Go. Right. <laughs> and like he, he desperately wants to go back to the NFL um, for reasons both clear and unclear. For example, yeah. NFL is not going to knock down your door if you buy multiple hamburgers while having breakfast with recruits. Which is insane. <laughs> Which is like, and, and look, like we all know that the NCAA is a joke, but yes. like it can't be a joke for Jim Harbaugh. He has to take it seriously. Yeah, which yes. Is, well, he takes everything seriously anyways. Right. Um, so like it's, but, but, but Nick Baumgartner is like going through it with Michigan fans who are like, he wants to stay forever. And, and he's just like, like he went from like, you can see his, his like timeline. It goes from like, yeah. no, he's, he's, he's taking this seriously, blah, 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 to like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. He wants yep. to go back to the NFL. He keeps yeah. doing this. Why do you think that he keeps doing this? And like, it's, with- it's a style of football that suits him. It's a, it's a way of football that suits him. It's a way of, there's a lot more. There's a lot less innovation and a lot more clear cut how you do things. Like, no one's ever called this guy creative. No. <laughs> and college football, there is a level of creativity to it. You know, like, 
this is it's like um like the NFL is is it's it's so good, and I want folks to understand this. The NFL is so good. Like I can't watch the NFL during college football season because it's too good. <laughs> and like the blemishes in college football after watching NFL make me not want to watch college football. And I'm like, I got to do my job, man. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a level in the NFL where you can fire guys. And I think that yeah. for Harbaugh, not being able to fire these guys, you can bench a guy if you want. Andrew Anthony, we have, he hasn't seen the light of day in weeks. He'll, he'll, he will be uh, coming to you shortly from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. And guess, you know what, you know what he's going to do at Oklahoma? Show out. Nah, he's going to be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Not much because it's Brent Venables. Uh, I Whoa. think. Come on, I'm man. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, oh, man. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think one of the, uh, the benefits for Harbaugh, too, is that the NFL allows him to focus so much on so much more on football than college does because he doesn't have to worry about recruiting or like where he's yep. going to fit in any of these kids. It's just, I get to watch film for 16 hours a day. And also, but my guys are also going to watch film for 16 hours a day. It, right. Unless he goes my, 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 <laughs> like my guys, like, but here's the thing. Do you, you know, they have like tracking devices on these iPads. Yeah, of course. So yeah. they can, they can see how much film you watch. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not watching enough, you get in trouble. And right. then you're on the hot seat. So like, and they don't have that in college. They have that in the NFL. So he knows that everybody's a professional. And I, this is the thing I'll say, listen, I love what he did with Colin Kaepernick. Awesome. I also think that since he's been back in college, he's had, what do we have? O'Corn, Shea Rudolph. Patterson. Yep. Rudock. Uh, Rudock. Rudock. Yeah. Three uh, transfers. Cade. Yep. And then, Cade, and then Cade and JJ. None of those guys. Rud- Rudock. I say Grudock, Grudock. Yeah. None of those guys. He didn't turn them into anything. He's not a quarterback whisperer. No, he's no. an Andrew Luck. You like Andrew Luck is smart and weird and wanted to go to Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> he's an Andrew Luck inheritor. That and, look, and like, Tavita Pritchard. And Josh Johnson. Like if if you want to yeah. go back, like like look, like I'm I'm not saying he's like fell ass backwards into good quarterbacks because he 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 got them for one reason or another. But like sure. look, like I, I guess that the, what 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 I would say about Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith is that his options were a number one overall pick, and the guy who ran the the like the the first true innovation in in formations at least the in, pistol the pistol, yeah, in, pistol in probably twenty years. Um, and like Colin Kaepernick, like it's it, again, it's like he, he got so sort of caught up in the the narrative. People forget he was, he was a really good quarterback. Yes, and Not he only changed. He changed the way that that division had to play against him, which created space. And then, because if you're playing the Seahawks, and the Seahawks had the Legion of Boom at that point, and they were doing what they were doing, and then he was able to move Cam Chancellor. He was able to move Earl Thomas. He was able to move those linebackers. Was it Bobby? um, Bobby Wagner. 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 Yeah, he was able to move those guys around with his legs and then still create space on the field. It's a different type of style of football than even what they were doing with Russell Wilson. It was a different style. And so I think that was important. I also think that um, with Andrew Luck, I mean, you just get – he was – I mean, with 
without injuries, Andrew Luck was a generational talent. Like just a oh, yeah. insane, like the fact like watching him run over like USC linebackers and then also throw the ball 70 yards down the field, you're like, what? Why? How is this? It's it, he is he he what is was I guess I mean is I guess because he probably yeah. is like very good at architecture as well but was a yeah. quarterback that like we've never seen really someone move and process and work like Andrew Luck did it was like while, John, John Elway it was right. John, he's he's the he was like the proto John Elway right John Elway but without having to go try to run uh, Barry Switzer's uh, veer for like two years yes. but if you if you want to see something else up uh, this is a bad transition I don't know is that John Elway that's not John Elway that's that's Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, my, Aikman. My bad. you're right yeah. you're right you're right. I'm wrong, but you know who is always right <laughs> is the commentators on Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart stopping, hold your breath, exhilaration is underway. With the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more fired in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition so don't miss a single sweat soaked second of regulation time stoppage Moist. time and extra time and stream every match of the uefa champions league live exclusively on paramount plus uh we'll also note that you can watch europa league and conference league on on paramount plus but they're not going to advertise for that Colazzo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I don't feel good about that, but whatever. We, no, we, that was we, the worst we, one you've ever had. That's not true. I've had much worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think um, the thing that I'm interested in going into next year, especially since we're we're sure. at, I mean, I guess the the coaches convention is currently going on still. Yeah, it's in Charlotte. I actually am going to dinner with uh, Bud Elliott and Bill Connolly um, in about our best, two give, hours. Give our best to Bill. He he came on he came on the yeah. podcast as well, which means that he's a close personal friend of ours. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> first name ba- first name basis. First name basis. I'm sure he remembers us. Um, but <laughs> I I think like what I'm interested in right now, especially you know Black mm-hmm. Monday was yesterday. Coaches convention is today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm very interested to see where the moves take us because I'm just going to sort of use an example here. Is yeah. people don't understand what Wisconsin is about to do. And Wisconsin football, I hate Wisconsin. Michigan State's playing Wisconsin in two hours in basketball. They are my least favorite school in the country. Oh, that's not true. They're close. Michigan. 
No, I, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I went to Michigan. I'm cool with Michigan. Yeah, you attended Michigan twice. Um, uh, twice Michigan, <laughs> once Michigan State. Um, I'm trying to think. No, I hate Notre Dame more than anybody else. Um, okay. But but Wisconsin. Why? Why Notre Dame? Yeah. Um, so I will give you three reasons. One, the aforementioned first game that I ever attended. So when you're seven years old, like, you, like hate the team you play. Two um, was that I went there in law school and got mm-hmm. roofied. Uh, that's not a story that I've told widely, widely, but I went to a party at Notre you Dame and got, got roofied. That, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a reason. There you go. That's a pretty so, good one. Yeah. And, and, and although in, like, I've, I've come to like, this was like a decade ago and I've come to terms with the fact that like, likely me getting roofied meant that some young woman didn't. And like, I feel vaguely yeah. better about taking that bullet. Um, and the third reason is, is because, um, uh, Brian Kelly, uh, oversaw a program that, uh, led to, um, one yes. way or the other, uh, multiple um, homicides. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I feel about Notre Dame. Um, but anyway, so Wisconsin football, because that's what I was trying to talk about for a second. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think people like don't realize that Wisconsin is about to become something that we've never seen out of them since Barry Alvarez showed up and, and started football in 1991. Because remember, there was no Wisconsin football prior to Barry Alvarez. Look it up. They didn't do jack shit. And then suddenly became the best team west of. What do you uh, think about them? What do you think they're going to do? I think that you don't hire Phil Longo to run the ball. Yeah. See, that's, that's that. I think that's nuts. I think Phil Longo is really good at running the football. No, but like not in the way that like Wisconsin like traditionally is like we're gonna be you know the the, the way that Melvin Paul Gordon or, or Ron Dane, uh, Melvin Gordon yeah, like all those Bielema, guys like that's like, not the like Illinois is going to be the Wisconsin that I have known and hated for thirty years. And I think that Longo is going to be a much more interesting version of running the ball all the damn time. Um, that's what is that? Michael Carter and um, who's the other kid from UNC? Both of those guys are they're kicking it in the NFL. Those two yeah. running backs. Yeah, who's the other one? Williams, Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like he's going to run the football. Yeah, but he's, Sam, but- Sam Houston State. He ran the football a ton. Do you th- but do you think they bring in Tanner Mordecai to hand the ball off 45 times a game? See, that's that's and that's the part that listen, you see how I do this? I'm getting you into where I want to get, get you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like the question for, becomes sinker. <laughs> the question becomes what they ask the quarterback to do. And that's the real question. Because they're gonna still run the football and they will run that ball. And it's, if if they keep getting those big boys up front, they're gonna run them all day. But what do you ask the quarterback to do? And that's the part that I'm very curious about, especially with what, Luke Fickle? Yeah. You got Fickle, you got Longo. What does this look like? Because how different can they be? What's the wiggle room on them moving away from what they are right now? And well, you also have to consider like when was the last time Wisconsin asked a quarterback to do much more than hand the ball off or like hit a couple of outs because 2013 it, and they went to the Rose bowl with it. And that was Ricky or tw- Ricky 2011, Dan- 2011 with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean like that was the last time that they had a creative ish force at, at quarterback. And look, coming out of high school, well, they, we tried, about, they tried with Graham Mertz and that, uh, that didn't go very well. That's what I was going to say is that the funny thing about, about Graham Mertz is that Graham Mertz is an example of like the five star is not always the better option. Jack Cohn could have gotten you what Graham Mertz got you for significantly less bag money. And if Graham Mertz went to Wisconsin for no bag money, why? 
Why? Why do I mean, I just the the Graham Mertz. Listen, Cone. Obviously, he ends up transferring. Graham Mertz for me was a guy that like it was a coin flip. Every every game was a coin flip, and I guess to to circle back, the good thing about Stetson Bennett is he wasn't a coin flip. He was a guy that you knew what you're going to get every week. Mm-hmm. Mertz, maybe this week he throws five touchdowns. Maybe, maybe next week he throws five interceptions. <laughs> yeah, random no, number generator. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. Like let's let's just who knows? Let's roll the dice. And so that's Which the kind cool of thing about Stetson Bennett. That kind of makes it fitting that Mertz is now in Florida and could be the heir apparent to Anthony Richardson. It's like, ah, oh, we went from a, a random number generator with a cannon for an arm to a random ge- number generator. They're like, oh, I'll see. I mean, I yeah. think the thing with, with Mertz, um, although him being at, at Florida is going to be really funny to me. Because Incredibly I think, funny. I think that... Um, this is not the year two that Billy Napier needs. no. No, oh, he and, and like I think Napier's a really good coach. Like I, I think that I, I was a really big fan of the hire when it happened. I, I'm a really yeah. big fan of hiring coaches who have been successful um, at lower levels to higher levels because football's football sometimes, but sometimes yeah. it's not, and and sometimes it's it's a little different. And going from Richardson to Mertz, which means you're going to go with, for three quarterbacks in three years, um, yeah. you're not setting yourself up for success. I, I understand that this is not a basketball podcast, but we've been having a long conversation about the fact that Juwan Howard has had five starting point guards in four years or three and a half. Is that bad? It's not good. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm like, yeah. this is an honest question. I have no idea. Yeah. No, no. He's not getting one and done. He's just constantly transferring in and pissing off his highly recruited point guard to the point where they transfer out. Got he's, it. Done, he's, he's done that now four times, three times. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so yeah, I was, cause I was like, if this is like a, he's getting guys and they go to the, like the NBA and then you get a new guy and he's taken, he's taken transfers from Princeton, Columbia and UCF. And they have gone on to illustrious careers. Look at in, that Ivy league guys. Yep. Um, Moldova, Croatia, Spain, perhaps like these aren't NBA guys. He's just yeah. pissing off the guys that he's recruited. And <laughs> right. so, they haven't even made it overseas yet. They're at like Cincinnati and Cal. And- <laughs> like, and and so like just to to sort of bring that back to to Napier and also sort of the entire sort of nature of college football the way that it's working right now is that there is something to be said about like just sort of bringing in a transfer and letting them run a system where otherwise you are healthy. So like yeah. if you are otherwise healthy and you're a quarterback away, um, you know, sure Drake May, Dave, Devin Leary are are options. I don't know that Drake May is five million a year at Ohio State. I'm not. Also, I love I love coaches because I. I all of those quotes, I heard that $5 million to Drake May. Say it. You want to say the team so bad, say it. You can't say it. because <laughs> You can't say it because they're yeah. also doing the same thing. Of course they are. Yeah. And also, like, also, I feel like Bruce Pearl ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone's tampering. Everyone is, everyone's tampering. And unlike the NBA or the NFL, which also aren't good at policing tampering, like you can't, like, if you say something, it's it's like um, Philip Fulmer with with Alabama. If they find out that you told on them, they're going to tell on you. Yeah. Uh, again, if you have any, if you believe that uh, the touchlines and touchdowns podcast is tampering, uh, we are we implore you to send evidence to uh, compliance at olmes.edu. Um, how is he a head coach still? 
Who? Lane? Like, again? No, Q Freeze. Oh, no, yeah. that's Q no, Freeze. Dude, yeah. don't even, don't get me started. All right, enough about, don't, enough don't, about that. Like, I, like, it's, he's back, he's doing, like, I just, I'm, oh, my goodness. Lane it's, is still a head coach solely for my amusement. I'm convinced of it. Lane, my amusement and Saban's annoyance. And also because, like, we need we need phrases in pop culture to transfer into college football easily. So, like, when Nepo Baby became a thing, like, we just all <laughs> needed to be like, oh, Monty's kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we do yeah. that, too. No worries. <laughs> Dude, a guy that's born on third base and thinks he hits a triple. Oh, God. I, the thing I love about Lane, though, is that what? He, is that <laughs> Am I wrong? No, 100% right. No, you're uh, but I, I always find that comment incredibly, uh, you know, ironic because it comes from Harbaugh about Brian Day. It's like, well, Jim, I don't know if you've looked in the mirror lately, but. Or, or at your older brother and dad. Yeah, like it's, yeah, you, guess what, guys? Okay, maybe you hit a double. Okay, fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's like, you hit a double and you're trying to stretch it. Congratulations. Like, it's like, still the same idea. The, the only people who tell people to uh, pick themselves up by up by their bootstraps are people who have never tried to pick up yourself by your bootstraps because it's people that have never had to put on boots. Right. It's and 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 Jim Harbaugh has never had to um, get his own job. No. Like the, the I, I think the last time he had to like go out and get his own job was that time that he was Carolina's backup quarterback for like six games and never played. And that's not went, true. He. He went and got, he almost tried to get the Minnesota job by himself. They clearly didn't want him, but he kept, he kept asking. <laughs> he did the same, apparently did the same thing to Tepper. Um, and, at, but, but anyway, so, so I think like with this last, uh, last little bit of time that we have here, um, I do want to say, I, I don't watch a ton of the NFL. I think the last full NFL game that I watched that wasn't the Super Bowl was probably the Lions playoff game against the Raiders when, uh, um, well, it, it would have been like 2012. How, how could the Lions this, have a playoff game against the Raiders? It wasn't against the Raiders. I watched uh, yeah. uh, uh, the Seahawks. No, I was confusing two games. Um, the last playoff game that I watched was the Connor Cook Raiders playoff oh. game. Uh, okay. where, he, where he did not have a good day and then never seemed to smell <laughs> the NFL again. I was like, um, are you talking about a Super Bowl that I don't know about? Is this a yeah. secret Super Bowl? Uh, the only yeah, Super no, Bowl that as, the Lions as, could make <laughs> would be a secret Super Bowl. Uh <laughs> Um, the ones they my, held my wife's a Lions fan. My wife's a Lions fan as well. Oh, so she hates them as much as we do. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's 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 someone put it to me, uh, and then like anytime I say I'm a Lions fan, like people of, of fandoms that aren't close, like try to commiserate as if they have a similar thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. It's similar. And it's like, no, it's not. No, you've won a title recently. You had Donovan McNabb and went to a title with Terrell Owens, who yeah. came to your team because you were so good. We yeah. have people retire at 29 because we're so toxic. Yep. Like, yeah. like I don't, yep. I want to, like, you our... have, <laughs> the Lions had two of the best players of all time at their, at their specific positions retire. Because yep. they were Rather like, this isn't working. Uh, I don't want to play, any, I don't want to play anywhere else. I just don't. I just don't want to be here. Like you've I, ruined this I'm, for me and I don't want to do I'm it. I'm oddly proud of that. And I we talked about this in a in our group chat too. Like I was so I was so sad about how good Sunday night made me feel as a Lions fan. Just like I, we didn't even do anything. We just got a winning record and we ruined Aaron Rodgers seasons. And both of those things were like, this is great. I love this. This is but, like, this is what it feels like to enjoy your football team. This is amazing. But even in, in pure Lions fashion, we didn't ruin Aaron Rodgers' season because Aaron Rodgers now gets to spend the next six weeks smoking peyote going on Joe Rogan and saying, maybe I will. 
Maybe yeah. I won't. If that's I, I listen, I am I am I'm gonna choose my words delicately here. <laughs> but I have some good insight into the world of Aaron Rodgers. You also he's, suck, Andy? No, he sucks as a as a guy. Like, oh yeah, no. hard like and harder than what we see publicly. Amazing. He's like worse than that. I mean, to me, it's like I'm I'm fairly close with my siblings, and yeah. I, I I I sort of like and yeah, I remember like when that whole thing came out, like came out about him and his brother. Yes. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, one of the two of you is is You've at done something one level. Wrong. Yeah. And and I remember like reading somewhere because like he was on The Bachelor, right? The the younger yeah, brother. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. He went to Vanderbilt, I think. Um and yes, like my, my like my wife was like, I guess girlfriend at the time, or I don't know. Um, I don't remember when this happened, but she like sent it me Vanderbilt. like, oh, like what what like it, it, it seems like the the bachelor like still talks to his parents, but they, none of them talk to the brother. And I was like, oh, he did some shit. Yeah. Like, cause that's, cause when, when parents pick sides in a child fight, and I say this as like a, a, a father of, of two, yep. two children, like you don't pick sides. You just try to get them away from each other until they can hold hands and, and make up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if parents pick sides, like someone done real fucked up and yep. uh, allegedly Aaron don't sue us. You seem litigious these days because that <laughs> seems like something you would do. Um, but allegedly for all of this, but yeah, anyways. Also, um, you have to consider like, what did he do that make Jordan look like the like reasonable one? <laughs> like I, I never, I didn't watch the bachelor, but I've seen clips and I've listened to Jordan Rogers commentate a lot of games on the SBC network. And it's like, there's, there's a line that Aaron must have crossed to make Jordan, be, everybody be like, no, Jordan's the good one. It's like, ah, no. I mean, yeah. Yes. And, and, and all and that's, of this happened. That's what I was trying to get to is like, yes, he's. All of this Plus, was. There's a lot COVID. of people on that team that do not like him. Yeah. Um, is there anybody that they love? Hey, 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 hey. God damn it. Jordan, oh, I like that. That was good. Jordan Love. That was yeah. very good. Don't, en- <laughs> don't encourage him. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, we're now sort of as far away from college football as we can be. Um, and, um, it's, it's sort of a, a weird thing because I, I love football with all of its warts and all of its stupidity and all of its like, I coach basketball. I live basketball. I understand basketball, yeah. but football to me is like, there's, there's something like so chess about it. It's the only turn-based game that I can think of that requires 11 people to do the same thing. And if one of them doesn't, everything goes to hell. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a weird thing. And looking back on this season, like, Yes, you can say we all knew that Georgia was the best team in the country when they eviscerated Oregon. Like, you can say that and you can say, like, sure. coming, you know, whatever. But, like, I would implore you, dear listener, to remember that, like, remember the video of Appalachian State after they beat Texas A&M? Yep. That's why we love this game. Like, like the, 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 like, those moments are something that, like, I, I really hold on to. And, like, March Madness is different. March Madness and college basketball are very different because March Madness is not meant to get you the best team at the end. It's meant to, well, it's meant for gambling, but like more than that, it's like, it's, it's fun and it's chaotic and it's a lot going on at once, but like one off games between these teams and you have to play back to backs. Like it's weird. Whereas college football is like, has this wonderful ability to reveal true incompetence 
quickly. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as like, you know, you could talk about TCU, but like rewatch any of the Michigan games from when they were playing teams that were, that were outmatched. Rutgers. Um, Rutgers or, or, or Colorado State. Indiana. Yeah. Watch how Hawaii. quickly I like, like watch, like those are the games that I miss. Not the, Ohio not the, like, also that, not the, you know, <laughs> like, like as fun as, as Georgia versus Tennessee was, or conceptually was, or as fun as, you know, some of those. Alabama games. versus Tennessee was. Alabama, Tennessee might've been the game of the It was a blast, but like, those aren't the games that I like in, in May. I'm saying like, I want to watch a game. Like in May, I'm like, man, I bet Texas Tech versus Baylor would be fun right now. Um, and like, that's, that's what I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to, but Felder, while we have you on, um, you know, there is, there is professional football happening still, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and actually, you know, we haven't talked to you since the world cup. Did you watch much world cup? It was during the football season. I know. It's, 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 it's like, and it came on at what? One in the morning. No, it was, it was like, uh, 10 oh, for, for you, it would have been like 5 a.m. No, 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m. Nah, man. I got a kid. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're already up, though. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I yeah, watched I don't, of the 5 a.m. games. Yo, let me tell you something, man. I'm not in charge of the television here, okay? I am number three <laughs> on the call sheet when it comes to television. My kid is number one. She she We have a race every day to see who wakes up first. <laughs> and she's been beating me pretty good but the last couple of days I've won and but when she gets up she she she's four so she knows how to get to the TV get to right now she's on a big Jurassic World kick mm. awesome so she, she gets to Jurassic World whether it's uh she knows she cannot buy Dominion <laughs> don't you don't spend that 699 <laughs> it's not yours <laughs> you can watch Jurassic World you can watch Jurassic World, the second one, whatever one that's whatever that's called. Watch one of those two. They're on demand. But you do not buy that movie. Uh, but no. And then so I'm so that's so my morning, every morning I'm up. I'm watching Jurassic World. And then, you know, making sure she has breakfast or whatever. So no, there was no, there was not a lot of World Cup going on because I'm, I'm, I'm. That's what I, I'm doing that and going between the office. So, yeah. And then I'm n- number two on the call sheet is my wife, and she's she's not watching uh, she's not, Portugal versus no. <laughs> no. Listen, uh, I'm on. I'm just getting text messages, text messages about L Tree. Like that's my whole. That's <laughs> my whole jam because my um my brother in law brother in law right went to the World yeah. Cup. Oh, he was there. He was there. Yeah, he was there the whole time. That's awesome. Once I, um, they got put out, he just was like, you know what? I'm going to Dubai. That was the right <laughs> move. That that <laughs> was the right move. If you're like in your if you're in the neighborhood, and like um, I can't go to Qatar for a number of reasons. Um, sure, like, I understand. <laughs> um, I don't think I can either. Yeah. Um. Like I. Uh. Anyways, uh, let's avoid that conversation <laughs> right now, especially especially as they're um about to buy into the most famous like a uh, Jewish soccer club in the world. Like that's yeah. fun anyways. Um, yes. So, um, but, but, but my brother was able to go to Dubai and Abu right. Dhabi and he was like, Oh, it's a blast. Like you should totally go. And I was like, when with my two kids, you want me to fly 14 hours with two year olds? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like fun. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're actually doing a, uh, a red eye this weekend. Uh, and uh, Ooh, yeah, that might be better though. It's we're, we're rolling the dice. Um, 
we're, what we're what we're hoping is they'll wake up at you know 9 a.m in uh in washington dc and just be happy uh we'll yeah see. that might be that might be better i'm just that might be better yeah but it's a huge risk because if I've it got doesn't fingers work, crossed for you. thank you i, I, I got fingers if crossed anything for you. like if they're anything like you that'll work out fine yeah it'll be great um but uh but as we sort of enter into uh nfl land and um, things that I, you know, I'm going to like vaguely watch, I guess, and pay attention to because I like football, but not really. Um, what is, what is the, like the, the, the thing that I should be cooking? Because I think that right now I'm being asked to provide, um, a, a smoked meat for a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever made shawarma, yeah. but I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into the matter. So what, what are, what are, what is the smoked shawarma? Uh, but what's your so do you have because here's the thing I this is very funny that he brought that you asked me this I've been looking at getting like the big the long knife that goes in there yeah yeah the, the skewer that, so I, I want skewer, one yeah. that, that sits and it and goes straight up you got the straight up that's is what that I'm looking into that won't go on my grill though no so, so I have a cabinet smoker okay so yeah so yes get that that's what I'm I'm in for that yeah. I've got to do it I've got to do it sideways so I get, I'm, this is going to get super pedantic, but isn't that technically a kebab? I, you know what? <laughs> I don't know that I, listen, you tell me, I don't know the difference. So I, I, I think technically, um, no, 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 no. Shawarma is sliced off. Correct. Yes. So I Jade. can still, I can still do it sideways and slice it off after I can still slice it off. I don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about doing just like the little, like, this and this with the meat with the bro- oh no so, this. no I'm talking about like a big like a hunk of meat yeah so so on the um, thing and then I can still slice it off to to get to where we need to be right so I think I think the difference and uh, again this is what uh, all of our listeners come for is the difference between kebab and shawarma uh-huh. is that is um the when I'm I when I'm talking about kebab I'm not talking about like a shish kebab so like. When I eat kebabs, like I'm talking about like Uzbeki kebabs because my that's mm-hmm. the world my wife is from. And it's just like hunk of meat on skewer. So if it's if it's if we're if the it, difference is a presentation issue, you might be you might be correct. Okay, no, you're right. I just looked it up. Kebab is a combination of ground meat, which I'm not doing that. No, don't do that. Flour or breadcrumbs and various spices cooked in a frying pan or in a grill or tandoor. Whereas shawarma is a variant of kebab and it's prepared for meat that is roasted vertically. Okay. I can't, I, here's the thing. I don't have a rig to go vertical. So yeah. I guess it is kebab. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kebab. But I, I think for me, as I'm sort of venturing into new presentations of meat, because like I've been doing a lot of chicken wings because yeah. chicken wings are so good. And it's oh, so, I'm about so to easy. Them. Yes. Um, and like, I, and and I will admit, like as as in the winter here, like it, it's been raining a ton in California, so I haven't been grilling. Sure. I I I've been oh. doing a ton of like uh, pasta sauces, like a, a lot yeah. of like. So so I I I need to get back. What's your go to? Uh, so a like a. All right, so I, I guess it's a bolognese, but technically it's not because I can't use pork. So it's uh you know saute onions, garlic, uh, tomato paste, mm-hmm. uh, fresh fresh cherry tomatoes. Um, you let that simmer, throw in some ground beef, uh, that you've, that you've already, you know, Mm -hmm. let that cook down for like 45 minutes, throw in an extra thing of garlic because there's no too much garlic. 
uh, salt, pepper, and then um, nice. chili flakes. I'm an oh. I'm an Arabiata guy. Mm. I see. I I will say this is that I I found that when I have to cook a non meat dish, mm-hmm. um, I. I really, really want there to be cheese because like, I, I don't know what in my like lizard brain is like, Oh no meat. Therefore equal must be cheese. Because again, yes. I, I, I have to pick one or the other. So it's like, Oh, I'm not eating meat. All of the pepper Jack. And it's like, that's not good for yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I just, I, I do an Arabiata and I, I use it for pizzas, which mm. is great. Oh, we 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 did a we did a a vodka sauce pizza. Um, oh, nice! The other night it was Ooh. it was good. It was good. Yeah, there you go. Um, my 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 kids um took like two bites, really liked it, uh, and then started yelling. They they've been on like a like like a yogurt binge, but not like Danimals, like the probiotic Chobani smoothies. Because like my wife, yeah, got real them. yogurt. Yeah, like actual real yogurt. And so like yeah. instead of instead of like eating the pizza that we made they were like yogurt and then the other one was like yes yogurt and so we had yogurt for dinner for three days i I dig it i dig it (laughs) i dig it man it's 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 you you, we talked about this last time but it's like you got to pick your battles with your kids and like if they're if they're gonna yell at me about probiotic greek yogurt like have it have it yeah you're you're not asking for the dino nuggets you're gonna have you're gonna have some great poops yeah it's great (laughs) Which um, again also helps me. Great. Yeah, no, no, it's it's you know whatever you need to do. But um, obviously, we really appreciate it, Mike. Um, I, I uh, you are incredibly busy at this time of the year, and even if you weren't, you're well above our pay grade. So um, please subscribe to to uh, to Felder's uh, Substack. Um, he has videos. He has um, a community that's burgeoning there. I don't comment because I um, get it in my inbox which means that you can sign up for the newsletter see it wasn't about me not commenting it was about the uh uh the ability to get it in your newsletter um what else what else we got we got hand in the dirt we got we got hand in the dirt we got college sports now we got i'm doing some stuff i'm doing blue report nfl draft coverage coming up so we are busy 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 Excellent. i'm excited we got a mock draft coming out um on thursday i just wrote down the draft order and i gotta fill these slots so thank you guys for having me Absolutely. And you can find him on Twitter at uh, in the bleachers. Um, you can find my co-host uh, Napoleon Greg at Mr. Mudger rising 89. You can find me at diamonds Esquire, but I'm usually on the main account uh, TLS TDS. Um, our uh, Davos when he approved uh, Bible quote of the day will be on Instagram just as soon as we get that up and running uh, special. Thank you to our sponsors, Smith workforce management group, whoever blue air sites put in um, uh, Paramount Plus, Swoveralls, again, we're coming for you. you we're gonna going to keep tweeting at you. Just, just, just give in. It's good for you. Um, so please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local um, quarterback whisperer. Um, and obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.